Let's go, we got a champion. Los Angeles Rams. The second team in Los Angeles to win a Super Bowl championship. Was the Los Angeles Raiders back in the days of Jim Plunkett, Marcus Allen, and Tom Flores. And now the Los Angeles Rams. Champions. The great Larry Fitzgerald joins us. Let's go, Larry. What do you make of it? How about that game? That was a, it was a great game. It was competitive through, uh, from start to finish. There was some, uh, a lot of explosive plays, um, you know, some defensive splash plays and interceptions and big sacks. Um, so it lived up to the billing. Both those teams really came in evenly matched, put on a great show, and uh, the game went down to the wire. And uh, a great pick grad had to close it out for his team. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup and Cooper Cup. He's responsible for winning all of those playoff games and the Super Bowl. Beats Tampa, beats the 49ers, beats the Bengals. Everybody knows he's going to do it, and, and nobody can stop him. How does this happen? And by the way, he got beaten up on a touchdown that didn't count because of offsetting penalties, and he got right back up and scores the touchdown two plays later. And, and that's another redeeming quality about him that nobody talks about is just the physical punishment that he takes, you know, being a smaller guy, the way he works inside, he continues to get up, fights, um, and doesn't shy away from the contact when it's, uh, when there's defenders near. And uh, he came up big. They ran, a, they ran a, uh, a condensed fade ball, great back shoulder throw to, um, to Cooper right there for him to go and score the go-ahead touchdown. He was spectacular. He made plays, you know, from the beginning of the game to the very end. Uh, you know, in the, in the box sheets, they might not be as productive as he's been in terms of, uh, you know, big yardage numbers that he had in other previous playoff games. But, I mean, he was dynamite, and he was Johnny on the spot uh, when his team needed him all day. Yeah, he was just terrific. Uh, eight receptions, 92 yards, two touchdowns, uh, and ties a record that you've been holding now uh, with consecutive touchdowns. Uh, he, he's equal to you in the record books in the postseason. Also sets a record for the postseason, 33 catches uh, in the postseason. So he's, he's in the record books, and he's the MVP. When everybody knows that he's the only guy that can make a play for the Rams, Odell Beckham Jr. unfortunately gets hurt, uh, scores a touchdown, and, and then uh, hurts his knee uh, and doesn't play the rest of the game. So everybody knows there's only one guy uh, who can make a play. Cam Akers, that whole rushing game, 43 yards. It's totally ineffective. Bengals were spectacular stopping the run. Why can't they figure it out? I mean, uh, this Eli Apple's awful. Let's just call it like it is. When you know this is all you have to do and you're not even close uh, and you're getting penalties there at the end, uh, but w why can't he be stopped? Jimmy's a great player. And you look across any sport, uh, any team sport, when a, when a person is that dominant, his team and his coaches, the other players around him are doing everything they can to be able to put him in a spot where he can go make plays. I mean, you see it with the motions from, uh, you know, starting outside, moving down to number two, running the crossing routes, running the drag routes, runs goals, deep, um, shallow routes. I mean, he can beat you in an intermediate passing game, on uh, deep game and in the screen game. So you use him in so many different facets. Um, you know, even, you know, you want to get the ball in his hands on rushing attempts. I mean, so Sean McVay does a great job. He's displayed that, you know, over the last few years that doesn't matter what defenses do, they will find a way to get the ball into Cooper's hands. And when he does get it in his hands, he's going to continue to make plays. And that's what great players do. You see it throughout the course of history. You know, everybody knew when Jerry Rice stepped on the field, 
he was the best. And when you looked at the box sheet after the game, his fingerprints were all over it. And, uh, and that's what great coaches do for great players. They find innovative ways to be able to help them be productive. Jim Gray with Larry Fitzgerald. Let's go is brought to you by GoldenNuggetCasino.com. Now online in Michigan and New Jersey. Play your favorite online slots or table games like Blackjack, Roulette, and so much more with over 700 games to choose from. Only at GoldenNuggetCasino.com. The Rams are to be commended. They're champions, and no one will ever take that away from them. Mm-hmm. A lot on the Cincinnati plate that needs to be addressed. First of all, where are we now? The Brandon Staley Book of Coaching. We're going to a Super Bowl as the Cincinnati Bengals. You hold the Rams on the very first first set of downs, Larry, and you're going for it on fourth and one at the 50-yard line against the Rams offense that's pretty potent, and you fail. So what are you doing here? What is Zach Taylor doing? Uh, I don't want to hear about analytics. This is the Super Bowl. I don't want to have a 0.8% higher number or whatever somebody's telling him uh, of making the play. It's idiotic, and it cost his team a touchdown. Jim, I didn't have a problem with it. You know, we've, we've had this you debate. You never have a numerous, problem with it. You I know never we, have we, a problem with had, any of this. We, we've had we've had this debate countless times over the course of the year. Why would you just because you're in this in a game of this magnitude? Why would you change or deviate from the things that you've done throughout the course of the season that has put you in position to, to be in the big game that you're playing in? Um, you because would trust you those lost. players. You would because play. You, you would trust your players. Away. You would because trust your players in, in week seven. And you held you, them. And why not punt, Jim? You would trust your players in week seven. You would trust your players to, to execute in week 16, and you would trust your players in Super Bowl to do it. And that's what he did. He relied on his guys. They didn't get the job done. That doesn't mean that they're not capable of it. Um, the Rams are a good team. They, they stopped him, but, you know, later in, in that half, you know, they converted on a fourth down um, before the end of the half and, and did a great job with that. I mean, so you, you can't always look at it and say, look, they didn't convert it. It was a bad decision. Because I, I don't look at it like that. Well, I look at the result. You always look at the result, bad. and you can't always look at the results, Jim. You can't always look at the result. You know, we can, we can so look at the results in everything in life. There's 31 other teams right we, now we are look, in the same we, position hey, as the Cincinnati Bengals. Yes, so, yes. Okay. Yeah, um, we can we can we can result. look at we can, didn't we don't have to look at the results on that. We can look at the results and say, look, SoFi Stadium uh, hosted the Super Bowl this weekend. There was three billion dollars of cost overruns. But it's still the nicest stadium in the National Football League, and it hosted a magnificent Super Bowl. Like we can, we can go up and down the street, you know, finding the what ifs, and we should have, could have done it. Um, you know, no, I, it I, was, I like it, it. Was it was it was it was bad at the time, and it's worse now that we examine it. Okay, seven points in a game like this at that time after you've had success, you had success. You just stopped him. You made him punt, and it's a field position game. Look at the final score of this game. Okay, you lose by three, it's a 23-20 game, and you're up late into it, into the final two minutes. So let's go later on. What in God's name is Zach Taylor doing at the end of the first half with the time management, taking time out on a 20-yard line, his own 20-yard line, with 43 seconds left on third and five? It's beyond moronic. It is as dumb as anything you will ever see at any time. Do you have an explanation for that, sir? No, I don't. That was a head scratcher for me as well, Jim. Uh, you know, I understood, you know, the first uh, attempt on fourth down um, early in the game, but that one left me a little baffled. Um, I, I didn't know what he was doing or what he was attempting to do. 
I, I mean, I, I was like everybody else that was watching the game. I was befuddled. Okay. Now let's jump to the fourth quarter with time running out. Uh, you get the ball out to the 50-yard line. The clock is winding. You run the ball on third down. Yeah. And by the way, they didn't take a snap from under center the entire game. I'm not a coach in the National Football League, but really? Really? Okay, so they get stuffed. Bad call. Bad decision. And then on fourth down, your quarterback, who's playing on one knee in a galleon effort, um, he's getting clobbered. You put him in a position where he can't succeed. The whole thing is bad. This was a bad coaching job. In fact, it was quite awful. It might go down in the annals of Super Bowl history after they dissect this as one of the worst ever. That's a shame because the Bengals' defense really played well. Really, really played well. Yeah, the Bengals' defense did play well enough to win. But, um, you know, I, I would have loved to see Joe Mixon hit it in there. I mean, I felt like he was dancing a little bit once he got the football. You know, you have to understand the situation. It, it's not a, that's not a play you're trying to break for a home run. You're just trying to get two yards, um, get a fresh set of downs, you know, be methodical in terms of how you're operating the clock. You know, you don't want to get down there and score too quickly and give them the ball back. Um, you know, you have the safety of knowing that you can take the game into overtime with a field goal. I would just really love to see him just hit it in there, be able to get that, that third down and, and take the suspense out of it. Um, you know, I just, when I was watching it live today, it, I, I struggled with the decision to try to bounce that play. I, I just feel like he should have just ran up down uh, behind his offensive line and pushed the line and, and got that and, um, I, we wouldn't be having this conversation if that happened. And how about the call on fourth down? Well, Jimmy, I mean, the logical thing would have been to run it on fourth down. I mean, you're, you know, it's, it's, fourth, it's, fourth, it's fourth and one. But, you know, Joe's done a great job of getting the ball out of his hands and, and, his, and his playmakers have made plays for him all season. Um, you know, you, you, like to, you like to think that those one-on-one -on -one matchups outside, you can win. Um, but, you know, we, we can sit here and second-guess those decisions all day. Uh, you know, I... I it's tough, man. It's, you, it's not second guessing. Uh, it's it's first guessing. It's uh, first guessing. You know, in those those big game situations, we saw it a couple of years ago with with, uh, with Daryl Bevel and, and Pete Carroll throwing the ball on, uh, in in the end zone uh, when it so easily could have handed it off. You know, I would love to see him run something, you know, uh, you know, up the middle again on that fourth down. It's just trying to get it, dealing with those pass rushers, bad balls, and all of those. It, 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 take to take this stress out of it well coach taylor did say after the game there are probably some things he'll look back on and we'll have to analyze exactly what we could have done differently yeah he won't have to look too far jim gray with larry fitzgerald our program let's go is brought to you by del frisco's double eagle steakhouse from tender grilled steaks to decadent desserts and an impeccable wine list del frisco's double eagle steakhouse will surpass your expectations by treating you to an extraordinary dining experience. Visit delfriscos.com to make your reservations. Larry, how about all those penalties? We didn't have any penalties uh, virtually for the entire game, uh, illegal procedure, a couple of delay of games, and then it's raining penalties in the last few minutes, uh, particularly on that third down and five, a critical holding play. Um, what's going on there with the officials? Uh, that all of a sudden uh, they feel they have to have an impact on the game. And uh, Ron Torbert and uh, the crew let them play all night, and then all of a sudden we're going to go into huddles and discussions and decisions, and it's, it's a bad look. 
Well, I felt the holding on on the third down, you know, was it was a blatant uh, was a blatant pretty blatant penalty. Um, uh, you know, I don't think it was up for debate, uh, and, I, and I don't think those referees want to have any input. They don't they don't want to be remembered for making those type of calls in the situation. You want the players to kind of play it out, and I think they swallowed the whistles for most of the game. But you don't want a play like that to you know, determine the outcome of the game either. Um, you know, that, that wasn't the, that wasn't the play that you could just turn a blind eye to, like some of the holdings that you see that are not called. Um, but, you know, that that, that would have had too big of implications if it wasn't. And, and what about the unnecessary roughness? Bang, bang, call. I mean, I don't I don't know what the defensive back can do there. Uh, is he supposed to step out of the way and just let him go unabated, run by and prance over the over the goalpost and dunk it and you know celebrate it's the game-winning touchdown what's he supposed yeah. to do no nah, it wasn't it, it's not a helmet to helmet it was not you know it's not unsportsmanlike uh, no but he but he was still defenseless um and you know the shoulder was high and it was a bang bang play like you said from my vantage point it did like it was a little high and you know you always at all times have to protect the players um, especially when they not positioned to protect themselves and you know, it's easy to, to look at the review and, and say it, it wasn't that or it wasn't this. Um, but those guys are making those split-second decisions. And you don't want, you know, guys getting knocked out in that in that position in the game. And um, I think they did a good job of protecting the players. They, they stayed on course with what they've been doing throughout the course of the year. And, um, you know, it was consistent. This Cooper Cup, again, we talked about it a few minutes ago. He's really he's really <laughs> something. He's uh... – uh, he's really a joy to watch, and it's uh, uh, it's kind of a throwback to an era uh, that that that's kind of lost because we see so many great, leaping, incredible, one-handed, uh, miraculous catches. Jamar Chase, I don't know how he caught that ball in the first half on that long pass. That was just spectacular. That was spectacular. just marvelous. I mean, it, yeah. it, you're somebody who excelled at this position. How do you view something like that? Are you amazed as well? Absolutely, Jim. And this might sound crazy to, to, to people listening, but I, I don't think Cooper Cup gets the attention and the respect that he deserves, honestly. Um, you know, he's he's a white wide receiver uh, playing a predominantly African-American position. And, you know, he's always compared to this and compared to that. Um, Cooper Cup does not lack in any department on the football field. He's fast. Um, he may not be 4-2, but he's fast enough to get behind defenses. You saw it against Tampa Bay in the playoffs. You saw it countless times throughout the course of the season. Laterally, he's as quick as anybody in the game. Um, his, his hands are unbelievable in traffic, uh, on the sidelines. Um, and he's just, he's just a true marvel to watch. And, uh, you know, he's really young still. He's got his quarterback in Matthew Stafford. And I think we're going to continue to see him play at a very, very high clip for years to come. Cooper Cup. I live in Los Angeles. Cooper Cup is the MVP of the National Football League. They can vote all they want, and Aaron Rodgers won the award, and congratulations to Aaron. And our partner, Tom Brady, should have been the MVP if you base it on every statistical category, wins equal uh, to Aaron and so forth, but he didn't get it. But the most valuable player, it's really Cooper Cup. You take him off that team this year, and they're sitting at home, like everybody else, and it's not even close. Uh, I, Jim, I, I, I have to disagree with you on that. Um, 
I'm not taking anything away from him. He is a fantastic player, but he is just a wide receiver. Um, if you take Aaron Rodgers off the Green Bay Packers, uh, you know, they're, they're a five or six win team, to, to be honest with you. Um, the Rams. Okay. And if you yeah, took Cooper have, Cup off of this team, would they have won the Super Bowl? Yeah. He, uh, no, they would not. They have not. They would not have won the Super Bowl, but he is not more valuable to the Rams than Aaron Rodgers is to the Packers. And, I just I just don't think that playing quarterback in the National Football League is the most difficult thing to do in all the professional sports. And, um, you know, there's no substitute for that position. But Cooper Cup is dominant. He's the best in the game um, today. And he's Super Bowl MVP for a reason because of his hard work and the things he's put put into the game. And um, he, he deserves to be held up on the pedestal he, he's standing on. Who would you have voted for for MVP if you had a vote? I mean, with Tom Brady and what he did in terms of his his numbers, um, you know, it's it was spectacular. And uh, you know, I would it would have been between um, Aaron Rodgers and and, and Tom. And um, you know, if they gave it to Tom, I wouldn't have had any issues with it. And they gave it to Aaron, I had no issue with that either. They were the two best players playing the most uh, prominent position in the game. But if you take all of that out of the equation, you know, Cooper Cup was right there um, as the third best player, I think, um, in, in the league. What do you have an issue with? Your hairline. <laughs> That's the only issue in your life. You're a very lucky man. <laughs> and what exactly is the issue with my hairline? I just it's just getting weaker and weaker every year and you know, I always get a good kick out of you whenever I see you combing it and I always wondering like what, what, what are you combing, Jim? And, uh, you know, so you I know your forehead do, is as long as mine now. I wouldn't be talking there. Now, those Jim. beautiful long braids that you have that you've cut kind of camouflage and take away that Jim. your forehead is now a five head, maybe even a six head. So it's the position of the camera. It's uh, it's it's deceiving. You know, the camera's a little high. The, it was a little bit low. Yeah. It's not the position of our eyes. We all can see. Forget the camera. Hey, Larry, uh, let's take time out and remind everybody that Let's Go is brought to you by USAA Insurance. We're dedicated to helping the military community protect what they've worked hard for with insurance that meets their high standards. Get the coverage you deserve. USAA Insurance. USAA and Larry, let's give a shout out to Wayne Peacock, uh, the CEO of USAA, and their salute to service that they celebrated uh, this weekend in Los Angeles, uh, honoring the military. Tremendous, tremendous job by USAA uh, with that salute. Uh, so valuable, our men and women in uniform, and uh, it, it was just fantastic. Yeah, I really, I really enjoyed it. I got a chance to catch up with Mr. Peacock today um, in in the box and. He was very happy, not only with the game, but, you know, to be able to honor people who have put their lives on the line for our freedom. And, um, you know, we're so grateful uh, for everything that USA does for our country, um, them sponsoring our show and um, just being an unbelievably reputable company. And uh, we're so blessed to be able to have the partnership. Indeed, we are. Get the coverage you deserve, USAA Insurance and their salute to service. We salute the Los Angeles Rams champions of the National Football League for the 2021 season. So much more with Larry Fitzgerald right here on Let's Go. Stay with us on Sirius XM. Hear what's happening around the globe 
on World of Basketball. Christian Coloco from Arizona and Duala Cameroon. One of the things that I'm sure you heard from everybody was Coach Lloyd is very comfortable around players from different countries. Just seeing his experience like Gonzaga, I mean, he loved uh, a lot of international players. That's the one of the best decisions I made to see. New episodes of World of Basketball, hosted by Fran Fraschilla, are released Thursdays on the SiriusXM app and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Let's Go. I'm Jim Gray along with the great Larry Fitzgerald. It's our final broadcast of the season. Let's Go is brought to you by Ring Alarm. It's true, Ring has an award-winning alarm with professional monitoring that you can install yourself in minutes. Go to ring.com forward slash let's go for a special offer on Ring Alarm today. That's ring.com forward slash Let's go, and our great thanks to everybody at Ring, Carney, Kayla, and Jamie Simonoff for all of their support on our program this season. Larry, there's some alarm bells going to be ringing uh, today. Who do you look at in this game and say, you know what, if they would have X, the result would be different? I'll say if the, if, if the Cincinnati Bengals would have done a better job of containing Von Miller and Aaron Donald, um, you know, they would be hoisting the trophy today. Uh, you know, I just, I don't think they did a good enough job of keeping Joe Burrow clean. Um, you know, he was hit entirely too much, limped off the field at, at one point. Um, and like, you you understand what your weaknesses are and how you should be attacking this team. And I feel like they failed him um, in, in doing a good enough job of keeping him healthy and clean. Um, because when he's standing up and, and you see what he's able to do in terms of finding his guys on the field, it just it, it's baffling to me that he's hit that often and that frequently. You're right, Larry. He was sacked seven times, but he's just being harassed and hit so often. And we saw it against Tennessee. Um, this now takes it to 70 sacks on the season. 70 sacks, okay? I mean, nobody can hold up. I don't care how good you are, and I don't care how young you are. Uh, the guy's getting beaten up, and uh, yes, you're playing Aaron Donald and Von Miller and uh, a terrific defense, but let's just call it as it is. The offensive line has done an awful job uh, protecting uh, Joe Burrow all year. Well, well, Jim, it's not just necessarily an offensive line. It, it's not new. This is not a uh, something that just happened that their offensive line it hasn't played great. you gotta, you got to keep another – Receiver in. Um, if you only got to run two two man uh, match protection routes to be able to get to the matchups you're looking for, you have to do that. You you can't just put the onus on on the offensive line to play better if they haven't done that throughout the course of the year. So, um, as a coach, you you just have to do things to to help your your guys. Um, and I don't think they did enough of that. Again, it's coaching. I mean, if you don't take the ball under center, there's no play action. There's there's you know, uh, there's no threat of a draw or a screen. I mean, it's it's just. What's going on here? I mean, look, you don't you don't have to be a PhD in football or, or be a coach to see this. I mean, look, sportscasters and, and armchair quarterbacks are sitting here and saying, why aren't they doing anything to deflect this pass rush, to throw it off? I think they ran one trick play, and it scored a touchdown. It worked. So why aren't you doing that more often? Why aren't you doing just something to slow this down? You know, yeah, the trick play was great, um, but it just in terms of changing it up in terms of running screens, uh, the draws, um, 
you know, the tight end slips, you know, all the things that really do, uh, you know, slow down the pass for us makes those guys just think about just running in there and, and, and not thinking about the run. You know, you, you have to continue to change it up, especially when you're playing against fronts that are this dominant. And um, I, it's, I, I sat there and I watched it, him get hit time after time after time. And I stayed like, how often do we have to see this until there's some type of adjustment made? Um, you know, cause Joe is young. You mentioned earlier, but you know, these hits start to add up and um, you know, they, Moving forward, they, they just have to do a better job. Um, fortunately, he's, he's he's under contract for another two years. Um, the, the receivers and playmakers they have are under contract for a few years. So they need to go out this offseason to really address those needs. Let's talk about Matthew Stafford for just a moment. Um, comes over, Jared Goff has sent out. Goff losing in a Super Bowl a couple of years ago to the Patriots and Brady. Stafford comes in. He was adequate. Actually, in, in many instances, pretty shaky. And anybody who's covered the National Football League can attest that Matt Stafford has, has, has put up tremendous numbers. And just the way that he's handled himself, you really have to be very happy for him that he escapes Detroit, comes to Los Angeles, and gets this huge monkey off his back and, and wins a Super Bowl championship. And he's always going to be in that position now. He won a title. Pretty pedestrian performance, though. Well, I mean, he, he made a couple great throws. The back the back shoulder, you know, to take the lead was was phenomenal. Um, he made a couple of throws that he normally makes a game that you that you shake your head with. But, you know, he managed the game really well, Jim. He took the throws that were available to him. He did a good job of, you know, uh, you know, getting the plays ran. Um you know, and just getting getting guys in position to make plays. You know, it really hurt him. You know, losing Odell in that in that first half. I mean, you're talking about, you know, top ten dynamic player in our game. You take him off the field, and uh, you know that really limits what you can do offensively. Um, so, you know, you have to take that into account. Higby was also out, so he didn't have his full arsenal of weapons at his disposal um, that he, that he's had throughout the course of the year. Um, so I think he did. I think he did well for what he had, Jim. Um, you know, he managed the game well enough to build a to win a championship, and um, you know that's to be commended. Lots of issues going forward for the Los Angeles Rams now. When you look at that free agent list, there's just a tremendous amount of guys who are who are going to leave here. Odell Beckham, we don't know his status now with the knee. Uh, he's a free agent, Sony Michelle. Uh, it, it's too numerous to go through them all, but there are an awful lot of them. So I don't think we have to worry necessarily about the Los Angeles Rams uh, being the team that's going to repeat what happens with Von Miller as well. Uh, there's just so many issues in cap space here. But they went for it. They went all in on their home field. They now become the second team in a row, the Bucks and now the Rams, to win at home. You wouldn't say this is a really bright future uh, facing them. Got a great defense and, and a terrific team right now, but it's going to have an awful lot of changes that they're going to have to figure out a new chemistry. Jim, if you, if you talk to the Rams executives when they were putting this offseason together and making the moves and the trades and the acquisitions they made, this was a one-year, we're all-in move, and we'll figure out what happens with this roster and this team, you know, after we win the championship. And I think that's where they are. Um, there's going to be a heck of a lot of changes. It's not going to be the same team that's going to come and, and, and kick it off in 2022. Um, everybody knew that. And, uh, you know, I don't think anybody's concerned about it tonight. And, um, you know, I think they're going to be celebrating this for quite a while. But they're going to have some tough decisions to make. And, uh, you know, you, you mentioned, you know, Tampa winning on their home field uh, last year. The Rams winning on their home field this year. I guess that bodes well for Myers on the Cardinals next year, Jim. <laughs> well, let's talk about your Cardinals. What's going on over there with Kyler Murray? 
scrubbed everything off of his uh, social media, seemingly not happy with being blamed, feels he's being scapegoated for the loss to the Rams, poor performance by Kyler Murray. Now he feels as though uh, perhaps he wants to disassociate. Well, you're close to this situation. You're, you're Mr. Cardinal. You're Mr. Arizona. Well, what do you make of what's going on here? Well, I'm in, in by no means, um, you know, some social media guru. I have no idea what scrubbing your your account even means. I have, I have zero idea. I had to ask my my son exactly what that that even meant. But what I do know is playing quarterback in the National Football League comes with uh, the most accolades and also the most scrutiny. And if your team is having success, you're going to get the lion's share of the praise and if the team doesn't have success, you're going to get the lion's share of the blame. And that's part of the responsibility that comes with, um, you know, being the franchise player. And uh, I think as he continues to grow and mature, um, he's going to understand that, you know, week in and week out, um, the success of the team is going to be on his shoulders and uh, he's got broad shoulders. He's got all the ability in the world, um, you know, running, throwing, He's, he's, an, he's an amazing talent. He has transcending ability that could take the Arizona Cardinals to a Super Bowl championship without a shadow of doubt. Um, but, you know, having the ability um, is, is not all that's required. I mean, there's a lot of other intangibles that need to, to be in place as well. It's kind of shocking for this to occur for somebody so young who's had some success, uh, who looks to have a bright future. Uh, I don't know the young man. So this is an observation from a distance. Seems to be getting in his own way at several turns. Well, I've been away from him for a year. Um, I've never had any bad situations with him. Um, he's a he's a young, he's a young guy, um, and you know this this era of, of players are um, are a little different. You know they they move different, they think different, and um, you know all I can attest to is that you know he's got a a plethora uh, of weapons uh, at his disposal. And, um, you know, I like to think that Coach Cliff Kingsbury can be able to get the very best out of him and, you know, be able to pick up um, where they left off early in the season. You know, if you look at every single year he's played, this is his finished his third year. He's gotten better every single year. Um, he's made improvements. Um, his completion percentage has improved. And, you know, he's a, he's a very, very talented player. And, uh, and I just hope they can put these issues behind them and find a way to move forward in a positive way. How does that happen? You know, I, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, I really don't, you know, I, I wasn't in the locker room. I don't, I don't see where, you know, uh, you know, things kind of went off the rails and uh, you know, I haven't talked to Kyler. I haven't talked to Cliff uh, to ask him any questions about it. Um, you know, so I, I'm not really in the know. Larry, let's go back to that Rams game when Buda Baker, great player for the Cardinals is, is on the ground being taken off on a stretcher. Every single player, Every single player on the Cardinals is over looking out after, either on their knee or hovering over Buda Baker, hoping that he's okay. And we don't know his condition at that time on SoFi Field, okay? I would say three-quarters of the Rams are over on their knee, praying and hoping for the best. And off by himself, on the bench, some 60 yards away, sitting down with an assistant coach and the backup quarterback, is your team leader, Kyler Murray, showing zero concern, not being out there with the rest of the team. 
not wondering what's going on with Buda Baker. It was a horrible look, and I was in the stadium and I witnessed it with my own eyes. Hasn't really been brought up. If it has been brought up, I'm not aware of it. Um, I just can't imagine any other quarterback on any other team or any other team leader throughout the National Football League not going over there. It was, quite frankly, rather shocking to have that kind of a cavalier disinterest. Yeah, I mean, it was brought to my attention. And, you know, just knowing Buddha, you know, as long as I've known him and, and what he means to that team and his organization, he is the heartbeat. Um, he plays the game, you know, with reckless abandonment. Um, he puts his body on the line every single week. And just knowing how valuable he is um, to the community, to that team, um, you know, it would have been great to just to go give him a little love. And I know Buddha would have appreciated it. But, you know, I, you never know what a guy's going through and what he's thinking about losing the game, the playoffs. And, um, you know, you're trying to regroup and get something going. But... It's tough. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know what he was thinking. I don't know what he was thinking. I don't know what he was doing. But, you know, you, you would love to, to see him show a little love to Buddha. It was a bad look, wasn't it? A real bad look. It reeked of selfishness. You don't have to say it. You're in a bad position. I can. It stunk. And uh, if his teammates are upset with him, they've got good reason. Uh, again, uh, he's digging his own hole. I don't know the young man. I admire his, his talent. But some of the uh, actions that he displays leave you scratching your head. The great thing about Kyler, though, is he's a he's a he's a good kid. Like he's not going to be you're not going to read about him in the papers doing anything stupid. He doesn't go out in the clubs. He doesn't drink. Um, you know, he loves football like he is in love with the game of football, loves to play it, loves to compete. And um, you just you just hope that that love that passion for greatness, you know, will, will be the thing that, uh, you know, just brings them along and, and helps them lead the franchise to greatness. Well, that kind of covers it. It's a shame that that's what we're talking about. Perhaps he will find himself here, wake up to the realities uh, that this is a team game and it's not about him. It's about 52 other guys trying to, trying to reach a common goal. And he's got an opportunity because he's still a young guy in this, but it's not going to be any different wherever else he goes. Only he can control his attitude. So if he feels he's being blamed, he should look at himself in the mirror. And with that, any athlete will tell you that it helps to work with an expert. That's why we work with Larry Fitzgerald. That's why we work with Tom Brady. And if you're buying or refinancing a home, your expert is an independent mortgage broker. You can find one at findamortgagebroker.com. It's powered by United Wholesale Mortgage, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS, number 3038. It's licensed in all 50 states and the District of Columbia. That's findamortgagebroker.com, powered by United Wholesale Mortgage. Who's your favorite, Larry, to win the 2022 Lombardi Trophy as we look forward in our final minutes to uh, the upcoming season, which is now underway? Well, it's, it's, it's early to be making it because you don't know what, what moves are going to be made. But I like the Kansas City Chiefs next year. Um, you know, they're, they're returning a lot of their players. They have a couple questions in terms of, uh, a few players that, that need to be resigned, but the nucleus of their offensive firepower and weaponry is, is, is going to return. And, um, and also on the AFC side, I really like uh, the Buffalo Bills as well. Who do you think sitting at home today and said this one got away from us? The Buffalo Bills? No, I say the Green Bay Packers are the team that's sitting at home saying it, it got away from them. You know, you have home field throughout, um, you know, the reigning MVP, and, 
you know, a really, really talented roster. And, and if there's any team that's saying that, I, I would definitely say it's the Packers. Larry, it's been a pleasure. It's been great to have you here on SiriusXM on Let's Go. Fantastic year. We look forward to next year. We thank the guests that we had, Charles Barkley, who joined us. And uh, thank you for joining us for all these weeks throughout the season. Have a great off season, and I can't wait. How many strokes do I get at St. Andrews? As many as you need, Jimmy. I was going to enjoy the walk. Pleasure. <laughs> great, great to have this week uh, with you, Jim, at the Super Bowl. Good to see you and Fran tonight. And um, uh, it's been a fantastic year. And Snake, thank you for all your your work and dedication. Um, it's, it's always a blessing to be able to work with such a great, great professional. Our thanks to Dave the Snake Hagen and Harris Fabishoff and all the folks at SiriusXM who helped put this together. Larry, it's been a great season. We will talk to you throughout the offseason. And once again, when we recommence in August for Let's Go. Thank you, Larry. Love you, buddy. I love you too, Jim. Our thanks to our producer, Dave the Snake Hagen. He's done a great job. You've heard from him and about him all season long. Snake, terrific job, as well as to our production assistant, Harris Fabishoff. Also want to thank all of the great folks at SiriusXM for all of their support for Let's Go. Tom Brady, Larry Fitzgerald, and I are most appreciative to Isaac Cohen, Eddie Borsilli, and to Steve Cohen the leader of the pack, who has just been so fantastic to us here on Let's Go. Thank you, Steve. And also want to thank Chris Mad Dog Russo uh, for having us on his channel. Mad Dog Radio has been a pleasure to be on this channel as part of the SiriusXM network as well as NFL Radio. We have great sponsors, and we are grateful to them. Everybody at the Landry's Corporation, headed up by Tillman Fertitta, our dear friend, who represents Morton's The Steakhouse, Del Frisco's, Mastro's, and GoldenNuggetCasino.com. We're also grateful to Wayne Peacock and everybody at USAA Insurance, Jamie Siminoff, and his great son Oliver over at Ring.com, as well as Carney and Kayla. United Wholesale Mortgage and Sarah DeSantis and Matt Ishbia. Those folks are just great. And FTX. Let's Go with Tom Brady was produced by 199 Productions in collaboration with Scratchy Productions. Thank you so much for joining us all season long. Enjoy the offseason, and we will talk to you next August. Right here on Let's Go on Sirius XM. Sirius XM Podcasts.